Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? We're in week two of, wow, my camera's super close to my computer, but anyhow, we're in week two of our Facebook live stream band, so hopefully if you guys are joining us, either following us on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, believe it or not, yes, that's right. We are streaming on Twitter, even though I did recently sign up for Gitter. But I haven't tweeted or yelled it on either one of those. But uh, Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, although something strange has happened today. Okay, such as? We have a new sponsor. Ooh. Do I need to kill the background music or do you want the music? Uh, you should probably kill the background music. This seems like a different product than we normally have. So uh, I, I hired this intern for free, and he went out and well, that's got us something. The definition intern. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Do you want to grow a mullet but have a balding dome? Do you want to style that mullet that you're trying to grow? Really? This is what you wrote. Well. Get what you pay for. He is an intern, after all. Yeah, well, this product is called Skullets. Skullets? Yeah, Skullets. Hair care product for the discerning, balding man who wants to grow his hair long. Nice. Kind of like Carl on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Absolutely. So they got a couple of different things. They've got something called the Swing and Pineapple. It says, in case you want to look creepy like a creepy swinger like Ron Jeremy. Dude, you're going to get us sued. No, he's in jail. He won't hear this. Okay. And um, then there's the, the Hogan, which is black, like a black dye that kind of makes the hair stringy. So you're, you're talking like Ser- NWO, Indo, NWO era Hogan? Um, uh, yeah, it, it says H. Hogan. I, I don't know if that's... Uh, is that Hollywood Hogan? I, probably. I, I guess. I, I, this is this is new. How old is this intern that he's making references to late 90s Hogan? <laughs> oh, no. He just kind of got an odor about him, though. <laughs> then there's the Trailer Park Ted. That's interesting. Trailer Park Ted. Oh, now this next one's going to piss off half our listeners, man. The Florida Cracker. Yep. Seriously, man? And it says if you enter code Florida Creep, spelled F-L-O-R-D-U-H-C-R-E-E-P, you'll get a free pair of Zit Popper glasses. Nice. Zit Popper glasses. Zit Popper gun tuber sunglasses. I think I know what we're talking about. What, what, what they're made in Afghanistan. Huh. Interesting. Uh, dude, you're fired. You're, you're going Why? to he, he brought so he, much trouble. He's done, he's done something that neither one of us have done in the last three years, which is to bring advertising on board. Yeah, but, uh, dude, did you vet this company? Is it real? It's out of Hosford, Florida. Well, when, when, oh, you're, oh, okay. when you're charging $10 per play per episode, you know, you, you kind of get a lot of these upstarts. So maybe what we should do is we should give the intern um, an opportunity. Maybe he can write up the copy and you can record a commercial and then he can produce the background bed and and we can give um, Skullets the attention and and respect they deserve as being one of our first non-act computer related business sponsors. And, and, maybe, and, and I do apologize to Skullets, the hair care product for the discerning balding man who wants his hair long. That's the name of the company? Really? 
I, I, I got to get some time on this because uh, we definitely need to give them their due. Mm-hmm. We like the fact that they're, well, we they're give paying them, us money. We want to give them their $10 worth. Think, no money. What? It's free? They couldn't even flip the ten dollars. Ten dollars is pretty damn. They wanted a. Te- this was supposed to be my test bed. Oh shit! Well, oh, we, we shit the bed on that one. Shit the bed on that one. Well, tell the intern to reach out to the the uh, fine people over at Skullets. Tell them that we will um, do another live read next week. We'll take a little more serious because um, this mm-hmm. was just a dry run. And, and to be honest, you know, this is your first real time real time reading a live read. I mean, yeah. Um. So maybe offer them a free live read and then. See if we can hit them with the $15 pre-recorded commercial spot for next week. Does a swinging pineapple smell like B.O. by chance? Do you do you know? I mean, you kind of got the same hair. That's the stuff you use? Makes sense. Gotcha. Who, All right. I am so surprised get, the fact, you know, you office. called me the other day. You said that the guy who kind of, you weren't quite sure if was homeless or not. You see down by the 7-Eleven across from your neighborhood was telling you he was a fan and wanted to intern for the show. And, well, we have no budget, so the interning part was kind of, Right on board, but I was a little concerned with the fact you didn't know whether or not he was homeless or not. But the fact that it's been four days and he brought you this, I, I'm i impressed. Better than what we've done if we've been yeah. at this for how many episodes? Um, we're on season four, episode five now, I think. And we, we got our first hair care product for the balding, discerning man who wants his hair long. And for anybody else who's starting a startup, if you want a $10 promotional advertisement running on a podcast, and interestingly enough, I was talking about this with Henry yesterday off the air, you know, the nice thing about an advertisement on a podcast is it's there in perpetuity. Whereas when you do a radio spot, they read it once and it's in the ether. It's gone. Nowhere to be heard, nowhere to be seen. If you pay the $10 for a, a podcast spot, it's embedded in that episode and up until the days that that episode's no longer available for download. So... I think ten dollars is good to go, but uh, shout out to Scullets. Um What was the promo code again? Florida F Florida Creep. And what was it? Was there a web address on there, or did they not give that to us yet? Uh, it's not there. That's why I thought it was a little sketchy. How am I going to give a How am I going to give a code without a, a web address? Well, whoa, oh, that's the web address. Scullet's hair care products for the discerning balding man who wants his hair long.com. I didn't see that at the end. I thought that was just their tagline and name of their company. You know, there's nothing okay, there's gotcha. nothing worse than a super long domain name because then what inevitably happens is you have an email address such as And I'm gonna fuck up the word discerning every time I type such it in. as supervisor at Scullet's hair care for discernible men who want blah 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 dot com. <laughs> I mean, that's just a long email address. But, hey, I'm happy to have them on board. I'm glad we kicked off the show in such a positive yeah. manner. Me and, too. And a little I was literally sitting on my desk when I got here. Thank you, Sam. Well, and, uh, Sam the intern, sweet. Um, You know, this kind of leads into something I had on the list of shit. It was a little further down the road, but, you know, Skullets is a company who's trying to take advantage of where we are in the world and uh, trying to start a business, which is brave. A couple episodes back, we were doing. A, I read an article about fast food joints that were closing down, mm-hmm. and some of them were Bloomin' Brand restaurants. Yeah, they would be the people who own companies such as Carabas, the Bloomin' Onion that are sold there at um, Outback Steakhouse. At a, the Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And I think Carabas, Italian Grill, they're a Bloomin' Brand. We know Outhouse Steak Back. What? No, don't. But you um, gotta stop. You gotta go. All right. So color me surprised when I'm driving down the street and I see a new restaurant in Fort Myers called Ozzy Grill by Outback Steakhouse. 
I'm like, wait a minute. Bloomin' Brand's supposed to be shutting down branches. I got to do some research. Maybe they have decided that the way the world's turning, maybe with COVID or just maybe with the way people feel, that fewer people want to go down to your normal sit-down environments, and now they want maybe a more faster curbside drive-through experience. So I, I Googled it with the National Restaurant News. Bloomin' Brands plans fast casual Aussie grill in Florida. So apparently Florida is the worthy of test market, which is interesting. Ohio used to be the test market, but whatever. Outback parents plot importing existing brand to food court site. Bloomin' Brands Incorporated in April expected to open first U.S. unit of Aussie Grill, a fast casual food court version of its casual dining Outback Steakhouse in Tampa, Florida. A company spokesman confirmed on Wednesday. Aussie Grill by Outback was developed primarily for international growth, said Elizabeth Watts, spokesperson of the Tampa Bay-based Bloomin' Brands. <laughs> That's a mouthful. The Tampa Bay-based Bloomin' Brands. See if Sam can say that five times fast. The fast casual service model allows franchisees to operate in a smaller footprint with lower investment while still serving high-quality foods. The proposed Aussie Grill site in Tampa's International Plaza and food court location previously occupied by Johnny Rockets. Construction uh, filings with the city indicate the space will be 687 square feet. Well, this is actually a standalone restaurant on US 41 in Fort Myers. It's a legitimate... I would say it's about the size of a Dunkin' Donuts, maybe a little bit bigger. So not a huge dining room. It's I think it's primarily meant for curbside pickup and 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 uh, drive-through. Watt said the company plans to open some locations in Tampa Market to monitor and fine-tune the concept as needed. Now this was put out in March 27th of 2019, and here we are in 2022, and they already got standalones down here two hours away in Fort Myers, Florida. Ozzy Grills, well, uh, hold on, it's I funny you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll it's just, funny you mentioned that because they got Nevada listed, Henderson, Las Vegas, but they're all called virtual kitchens. Aussie Girls menu focuses on sandwiches, she said. Well, that sucks because when you think Outback Steakhouse, you think steak. Uh, we opened our first two Aussie Girls in January, one franchise in Saudi Arabia, and one company owned in Hong Kong, Watts said. Uh, the Business Journal said the construction documents filed with the city pledged the building costs of around $750,000. Blooming Brands has a portfolio of casual dining services, restaurants, including Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, which we have. I'm not in the right tax bracket for Bonefish Grill. I like Bonefish Grill. And Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar. We definitely ain't in the right tax bracket for Fleming's. Yeah. Uh, Bloomin' also has five combination Outback Carabas Express units for delivery and takeout, only a hybrid concept by the company first debuted in 2017. For the fourth quarter, ended in December 30th, Blooming Brands' net income was down 8.7%, hence us reading the article about them talking about closing some of the branches, down to $10.9 million or $0.12 cents a share from the $12 million or $0.13 cents a share at the same period last year, i.e. 2018, which included the additional week that fell between the busy Christmas and New Year's. So yeah, um, looks like maybe we'll see less Outback Steakhouses and more of these Aussie Grills, but I will say... Now, yes, steak is a dinner food, but I wouldn't mind eating steak for lunch. But have you noticed, like, Outback doesn't open until, like, 3 in the afternoon. There is no lunch hours. We used to take clients to lunch there. It's been so long since I've been. That may be the case. Let me check. Uh, at least I think the last time I looked, and that was years ago. Well, you know, in, in, a, in a time where they can't get employees. or Well, no, uh, this was years ago because I, I don't frequent the Outback too much because, you know, unless I get a—, unless I get a, a, a gift card 
But let's see. Outback uh, opens at 10 p.m. Oh, okay, 11 on Wednesday. So I guess they are open for lunch. But yeah, so I'm interested to swing through there and see what kind of... Uh, Swinging like a pineapple. <laughs> well, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of sandwiches they have because... I can tell you. Go ahead. Well, of course, I got rid of it. Uh -huh. Well, why you look for that... Well, it's just interesting to see that a place that specialized in steaks and seafood and lobster tail and all that's opening a burger joint mm -hmm. because all of the, let's just say, kings of the burger joints, not quality burgers, but just restaurants in general, the Burger Kings, the McDonald's, the and the whatnots, they're all going to the fake food. Okay, sandwiches. They call them handhelds. Mm -hmm. You've got the Bacon Bomb Burger. You've got the Aussie burger. Now, does it say USDA 13 ounces of prime, you know, beef, or is this? Just says beef burger, bacon, onion, jam, crispy bacon, cheddar cheese, and a house-made pickles. Well, because the reason I ask is, as I was getting to, is I truly right. think the cheaper fast food restaurants, the McDonald's of the world, the Burger King of the world, they are going to pretty soon. I'd say within five years, you won't be able to get a real hamburger from them. I think well, uh, I, they got one that could get them in trouble. Well, they're all. I think they're all eventually going to go straight to the Impossible Burgers, the, the fake beef burgers, so they I can. Hope the fuck I'm not. Oh, I guarantee. I guarantee the McDonald's and the Burger Kings will. I don't think Ozzy Grill will, which is why I'm surprised that they're launching a burger joint, whereas these other people are kind of hinting that they're going to go that direction to cut cost. Well, the Aussie Grill also has a double-double burger. Mmm. That one I think could get them in trouble, but maybe... Uh, Why is that? Well, you know, you get the double-double from in and out They also have a Volcano Burger. Beef, let's see, beef burger, crispy shrimp, creamy Cajun sauce, cheddar cheese, house-made pickles, aioli. So now do you trust house-made pickles from a fast food restaurant? I mean, do they really have well, line chefs coming cash. in the morgue? They do have a shirachi chicken sandwich. Ah, uh, yeah. Pickles are not hard to make. So they got a bunch of sandwiches. They also got a po' boy. But they also have uh, regular plates, too. Smaller plates. Center cut sirloin, seven ounces. That actually sounds a reasonable size. Salad, sides, snacks. They got, yeah. It's kind of an interesting concept. I'd like I'd like to maybe try one out. They say they got them here, but they're all virtual kitchens, which must mean uh, you order them for delivery only. Yeah, I have to swing by. I don't know if it's open yet. I just saw the sign in the parking lot. Um, it's an orange building, so I'll have to see if it's open. But I had a before this came up, I had a thought earlier today. Two thoughts, really. One, mm -hmm. would the world truly be a better place if we all collectively got together and said, that's it? No more McDonald's. No more Burger Kings. We're just done with it. We're done with the, the shitty quality meat, the bad french fries, and literally got to the point where McDonald's was just gone. Well, I think the pricing at McDonald's and the fast food are at the point now where you might as well pay the extra dollar or two to get a real burger from a real burger joint. And that's what I was kind of getting at, too, with the fact yeah. that I think they're going that within five years, you will not be able to get a quote-unquote USDA beef at those restaurants because... With the way inflation's going, and no one wants a five dollar hamburger from McDonald's. It's just not that good. So I think they are truly will sell. I truly see a day coming where you will not be able to get true beef from a fast fast food restaurant. But then I got to thinking. I don't know how the transition happened, but remember a few years ago. Oh, here, okay. 
So here's how the transition happened. So let's pretend we live in a world where we all got up one day and said, fuck it, no more McDonald's. McDonald's went away and there's no more McDonald's. Just a memory of the past. And of course, the memory of the past is not going to be the memories of the McDonald's from 2010 to 2022 when it went away. The memories of McDonald's are going to be old fucks like us remembering it from the 80s and the early 90s back when the food was better, better quality food. And those are going to be the days. And then, you know, you're going to have those nostalgic people saying, well, if we all wouldn't have stopped shopping at McDonald's, they would still be around. And then you know what that got me thinking about? What did it got you thinking about? Remember when Twinkies went away a few years back? Yeah. Because allegedly the sales were down. Well, Hostess went out of business and they got bought by Bimbo or whatever the heck that uh, that bread company out of Mexico is. Well, that's what I was kind of getting to. Um, All the radio shows are talking about it. All the newspapers, all the talking heads on the lighthearted segments of all the TV station news. Oh, we're going to miss Twinkies. It's a thing of our childhood. Do you think that was all a big, huge marketing plan from Bimbo saying, okay, we're going to claim Twinkies is dead in the water. And Ho-Hos, can't forget about that. We're going to produce them, but we're going to put them in a warehouse for a couple months and clear the market to make people think it's gone for good and feel bad. Well, if I would have just bought more Twinkies, it'd still be around. And then that way, when we re-release them, people want to flock to the counters to buy this artificially infused crap with the, the white goo in the middle? Yep. Do you think it was a planned marketing strategy, or do you think that I Twinkies... I would not doubt it. Because I can't imagine that Twinkies and Hostess would dry up completely, go out of business, go off of the market before somebody conjured up the idea of, hey, let's purchase their shit and their intellectual. I'm sure that deal was in the works long before they turned off the mar- the the manufacturing assembly lines and the boxing plants and all that. I think a lot of that was probably slick marketing on their part. Speaking of marketing, there's some stories going around about marketing going in the opposite way, and it's now number two for Peloton. Oh, good. I had this story. Go ahead. I'll let you read this one. So I guess a character from um, Sex and the City croaked with a heart attack on Peloton. And yeah, it, that was Mr. Big. And then one of my favorite shows, and it's kind of a spoiler because I hadn't seen it yet. The first episode, a guy named um, <clears throat> Wagner has a heart attack on one also. Well, let's slow down a little bit. He doesn't die, though. Let's let's back up, rewind, roll track, pull slack and roll track. Okay, so Sex in the City, Mr. Big is a character goes back. They call him Mr. Big because apparently he's welding down downstairs. You may also know him as the mechanic from Seinfeld with the, the monotone boys, same guy. The one who dated, um, what's her dick? Um, what the hell? Julia Lee Dreyfus. What's her care. dick? Wouldn't that be Caitlyn oh, Jenner? Well, her too. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I went blank on a Seinfeld. Uh, Elaine. She, she yeah, dated, yeah. he was a mechanic that worked on Jerry's car that Elaine dated and then blah, blah, blah. She broke up. He stopped working on Jerry's car. He played Mr. Big. And apparently in the relaunch- apparently. In the relaunch, as Gordon said in this, he was on his Peloton and dies of a heart attack. Now you say, well, who cares? Well, see, the problem is, is we're getting so closer to living in the world of idiocracy that literally people are so dumb that 
they the stock for Peloton shows from reality. It actually affected like the very next day the Peloton stock dropped like five points. It was that it was people are that dumb, or the people in charge of holding stocks thought that people were that dumb that they thought the sales would potentially sink. And so people Yeah, they start, actually made a commercial with him saying, Look, I'm still alive. Yeah. Right? So who for whatever reason the people who managed stocks and had stock in Peloton sold all their shares because they thought the, the sales of Peloton would go down. Um, I don't think it would have. I think they just jumped the gun, but whatever. Maybe looking for a reason out. And, but as Peloton Gordon, takes another PR hit after Billion's character suffers a heart attack on a fictional character on a fictional TV show, has had a heart attack while using the bike. And you know, and, and these are two different producers. These are two different series, two different networks. The fact that they both came up with a similar plot line, although this, you know, Wagner did survive, I'm sure. Well, my question uh, is, is it'd be interesting to see the production date of this particular episode and the production date? Because if the, if the Sex and the City thing was produced a, a year and a half ago, and this was produced six months ago, and this was produced after that Sex and the City thing aired... Then once again, as I've constantly accused Hollywood, that's just lazy writing. But if that episode was produced before the Hollywood, you know, the Sex and the City thing aired, that's just a staggering fucking coincidence. Well, Peloton did have a tweet. It says, we get TV shows want to include at one Peloton to get people talking. But to be clear, we did not agree for our brand or IP to be used on at show underscore billions. Nor did they apply any equipment yeah they did not provide the equipment as the show itself points out cardiovascular exercise helps people lead long and happy lives and the best part of this is as we're doing a story about peloton i'm sitting here and staring at my mixed fitness bike which was moved into the podcast studio during christmas so that the christmas tree could occupy its footprint and i use this thing quite a bit uh, the only difference honestly between this and a peloton as we talked before peloton owns the patent on live bike classes and just bike classes down to the point where it's actually Peloton owns the patent on live bike classes that are delivered through the internet to a tablet of a certain size strapped to a, <laughs> a stationary bike with live leaderboards. A screen um, so, so this mixed fitness bike, it has classes. They're just not live. And I don't care. Cause do I need some chick in California saying, go Don, go? No, it's just, um, and the nice thing about the Mixed Fitness is it does have music, and it's pr not provided by Pandora, but it is similar where you can actually skip the song, and you have up to six skips a day. And so when you go back and do the same routine, it's different because you have different music. So um, there's your fitness. If you don't want a Peloton, look at a Mixed Fitness bike. Sure, and they have other classes. You can actually rotate the screen and do yoga and um, different shit like that. But the cool thing is, is I haven't done it yet because I like music. They actually have it where you can do your bike where the bike class will be up in the corner and you can watch news services provided by somebody. But yeah. So Peloton is not the only monster in the game. Nope. And, um, guest, a friend of the show has been on multiple times. Vinny Tordridge was on Adam Kroll's podcast a few years back. And he said, funny thing about Peloton is when it first came out, I think the price point was $600 and none of the fitness snobs were buying it. Cause they thought, well, $600, I think it's a piece of shit. He said they made absolutely no changes to the bike. They just doubled the price point, the $1,300, and the thing started flying off the shelf. So that expensive price point actually does help in certain markets. So, yeah, he said the original bike 
uh, when it was $600 or $500 to when it was twelve dollars to $1,300. Had absolutely no design changes or material changes made to it. They just increased the price point to make it seem more elitist and inclusive. So all the snobs bought it all up. Speaking of expensive price points, what is the av- what do you think is the average age of a Rolls-Royce driver? Rolls-Royce driver? Somebody who drives Well, time out. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. The owner. The owner. I was going to say the driver's probably 28 making $12 an hour, but the owner of a Rolls-Royce, I would say 74. 43. Really? A lot of it has to do with the hip hop community. Oh, that makes sense. I'm thinking of, you know, the old style Rolls Royce where actually the the driver cab was open roof and the the rich white guys in the back with the the closed up cab. I'm going to do a plug here. Did you see that donut media thing I sent you today about the cost of vehicles and what they're going for now? No, you sent it to me. I was scared to look at it just because, well, Carrie's lease is up next month on our Volkswagen, and so we're forced to go out and look for a new car, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You're paying to policing again just to be able to afford it. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. I mean, they're saying a a Honda Civic Si, which is not the granddaddy of them all, it's, it was stickered for $25,000, $26,000, is now going for close to forty. I did see a story, I think I shared it, where a lady found the new Bronco in Alaska. Uh, somebody ordered it in Alaska and then never bought it. And it being Alaska, the dealership put no no um, markup on it. Like you're talking about really? these people buying cars and marking them up $30,000 over. She got this thing brand new from Alaska at MSRP. Because it's Alaska, sixty k instead of the the hundred and twenty five they're selling for the dealership. It's insane. And she posted her story on uh, Facebook or or um, oh Reddit talking about how the whole process and how the, they just sold it to her for MSRP because it was just sitting there. I, I get I I kind of understand why they're selling it for so much because they got to keep people employed and they don't have as many vehicles on the lot so to make up that delta they won't have to sell it for more but jesus christ guys come on fuck i was driving down the street and the nissan the used nissan shop said buying used cars at original msrp meaning you could take in your car that has 70 80,000 miles on it and they'll pay you the 32 grand you paid for it when it had five miles on it if you have a toyota tacoma two-wheel drive uh it's a trd sport that They'll actually you say you buy it for thirty nine thousand, they'll buy it back for almost forty four. It's it's insane. It's you know we we grew up hearing that you know the car is the worst investment. You lose half the value driving it off the lot. lot. Yep. Yeah, not anymore. But you know it's definitely giving me a reason to just you know take that. I verified my lease is up. It's the price they told me it would be. So they're not going to gouge me, and I'll just take take it from there because. He's going to be able to vote. You know, you're taking a mid-level truck that they're probably going to just rake you over the coals for. I, I saw a brand new Tundra going might, down the street the other day. I might Beautiful take, truck. We might take her Volkswagen somewhere else. I mean, I mean you can do a trade-in at least. It, you won't get any trade-in value, but they'll just return it back to Volkswagen for you. But um, I don't know. I think after all these years, we might get out of the Volkswagen game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got this 2018 Jetta. The thing has 32,000 miles on it. It's Fun supposed part. to have 42,000 miles, but it has 32,000 miles on The r- passenger window stops when rolling up. you got to keep hitting the button up and down, up and down. The driver's side seat heater stopped working. 
the radio flickers off and on, which every Jetta we've ever had done that. We've had to have every one of them replaced. And it just seems like the quality. And this is a 2018, so this is pre-pandemic. That sucks, man, because Volkswagen's an awesome company. And the fact that it only has 32,000, that's brand fucking new. Now, of course, it's all under warranty, but (laughs) one can make the argument, if this shit's breaking down at 32,000 and you go and get it fixed, what's going to break at 45,000 when the warranty's expired? Yep. If you want bang for buck, I don't know how much going for now, man. Look Look at the Forester for her, you know? So it's a good vehicle, uh, except for when you got to replace all four tires at once. I saw a video that I couldn't believe I was seeing. Okay. We know for a while there were some people getting in the dodgeball, and I think some people threw around the idea of starting a professional dodgeball league. Is this a video I think you're talking about? And we've seen people back in the 80s, even Sylvester Sloan made a movie mm-hmm. out of it called Over the Top. Turn your head around, mm-hmm. and you're a professional arm wrestler. Yep. We know the fine people in Russia have the professional slap league where they sit down at the same arm wrestling tables and they literally slap the shit out of each other. That ain't a pimp bitch slap there. No. And then the other day I saw this. Pillow Fighting Championship League. Pillow fighting in a ring. Pillow fight, I don't know. Why do you want I'm here? I just do it as a kid, beat up the siblings, so I feel like it shouldn't be too difficult. I like to sleep, I like to fight. I think I'll be alright. Everyone's worried about the nails. Pillow fight. Now, this ain't a bunch of fat people. That's our fun. Hold on. Basically, I'm not going to get my head knocked off, but I can still have a lot of fun. Sounded like a win. This is our patent, patent pending pillowcase. This is a ripstop nylon, the same nylon used uh, for, to make sails for his elbow. Makes a nice pop. Now, I know the quality sucks, but he said this is their patent pending professional pillowcase. It's made out of ripstop nylon, the same nylon that sailboat sails are made out of. And it has two handles on the end, and they put a store bought pillow inside. So it is, in fact, a pillow. But they're getting inside fucking octagons, USC style octagons, and these are once again. This isn't you know frat boys, people in the. These are like people straight out of boxing clubs and CrossFit. These fuckers are fit, and they're just going in there and annihilating each other with fucking pillows. It's insane. Close your eyes, if you will. Okay, this made we're close. Think. Think back to Union, Kentucky in mm-hmm. 1983, 1984. We had um, we six had of us. Six well, of five. us there. We had a uh, record player playing Rocky's theme song. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I had a goose down pillow that I whopped my little brother with. Oh, I'm in the fifth grade, sixth grade, and he's in the first, second. And yeah, I still, re- I still have that feeling. I, I get it. I'm sure your feeling was a little different. Yeah, it would be interesting to see, you know, to watch one of these. And as you heard the guy say with that that proprietary pillowcase, it just big. leaves a huge poof, and you can hear the sound of it. And Ugh. and it's got to actually leave a rash on you, because that's kind of like, you know, when you get hit with boxing gloves, that material is what leaves the rash on your face. So so what's next? A professional towel snapping league? I. Uh, Probably over in uh, where do they do the um, the sauna? 
maybe Turkish baths. Maybe in Turkish baths, but yeah, it's it's. I bet uh, they got a lot of skullets running around there. Pillow fight championship, and they and these and they have a men's league and women's league. They're not quite as progressive as you know allowing the men to beat on the women, but yeah, they go in there and they just. I don't know how many rounds it is, how long the rounds is, but they're literally in octagons, and they have a referee in there, and they're in the same jujitsu style shorts, and they're just fucking swinging for the fences and just tearing the shit out of each other. It's freaking hilarious. And some dude's going to get in trouble for adding lead to his pillowcase. Mm-hmm. We haven't done one of these in a while. Here's today's meaningless headlines from social media. That's right. Whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or even Yahoo GeoCities, you may have seen some of these pointless headlines from social media. Customers are demanding an apology from Lowe's hardware after employees refuse to denounce racist comments. Neil Young is being roasted after he wrote a letter to his management demanding that Spotify delete Joe Rogan's podcast. In his sure, letter, he gave the ultimatum. In this letter, he gave the ultimatum, Younger Rogan. And people on the internet couldn't help but, well, mock Neil Young. Cardi B won, won, Cardi B won $1.25 million in a libel, libel case against gossip blogger and YouTuber Tasha K. Tasha K received mixed responses after she posted the following statement on Twitter. And I don't have that statement. Paris Hilton appeared on the Tonight Show last night and gifted Jimmy Fallon with and every audience member with an NFT from her new series of Super Plastics. If that's not hot, we don't know what is. Ha ha. I just don't. I don't. Are people have it's that, a pyramid scheme, man? Do people have that much expendable income that they're buying non-existent things? I'm sorry. I know the answer. My daughter has probably spent $100 over last year on skins on fucking Call of Duty and goddamn Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, are those technically an NFT? I think so. Now, the one that Joe Rogan got was actually a... It, it was actually a tactile thing that you could sit there and a digital image was reflected in it, and that was kind of cool. But this whole thing is it's fucking weird. Remember what Kanye West changed his name to? Uh, what day, what year? Recently. I know. Yee, that's right, Yee and his girlfriend, Julia Fox, are getting roasted for their matching outfits during Paris Fashion Week. Personally, this one's giving the 2000s Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake vibe. Ho, ho, ho. They're basically wearing denim Dan Somebody Canada tuxedo. What I don't understand is they should be making fun of his girlfriend's face. It, she just, it's the world's worst plastic surgery. Um, and finally. Like, is that, when you say bad, it's like, like the duck lips and all? Yeah, it's real bad. Um, and finally, you'll probably, you probably seen Bitcoin crash. I'm sorry. You probably seen hashtag Bitcoin, Bit, Bitcoin crash trending. And that's because according to multiple reports, $130 billion has been wiped off the crypto market as Bitcoin and Ether dropped from multiple, I'm sorry, dropped to multi-month lows. Basically, a lot of people are stressing about their portfolio right now. The old Ethereum crashed, huh? Um, they said Bitcoin and Ether. Ether. Yeah, that's is Ethereum. That, is that yep. Ethereum? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's about all I know about that stuff, by the way. Hopefully you don't have this in your news story. From across the pond, because not everything's Florida, and this is not Germany, 15-year-old UK student loses both his nipples after accepting a ridiculous dare from classmates. <laughs> have you heard about this? I have not. Please enlighten me. 
What happens when you take um, all, I don't know, anything aerosol and turn it upside down and spray something with it? It's very cold. And what's funny, you say that, Gordon, because, well, the student was challenged to spray two, mind you, not one, but two full cans of Linux body spray, which I guess is the UK equivalent of Axe body spray. I'm sorry, two cans of Lynx body spray on his nipples to see if they'd freeze. Spoiler alert, they did, and they fell off. Now, they didn't just fall off. They didn't just fall off because... I'm thinking of it like a cartoon now. <laughs> well, it's actually worse. According to the Mirror UK, the unidentified boy was at school when his classmates stared him to spray two cans of Lynx on his nip on his chest. Uh, Lynx products contain an aerosol container is known for its 48 hours of odor protection, keeping you smelling awesome, for, uh, feeling chill. Chill is precisely... Now, this isn't my writing. This is the horrible website I pulled this off of, but chill is precisely how the boy felt when his cold aerosol spray hit his chest. Quote, at first it was just cold. It's not really a big thing. The unnamed student told the Mirror UK. And then it starts to burn. And then you're just there wanting it to finish, to be done. And all was fine. The boy who was actually freezing my nipples flicked on both of my nipples, and that's when they fell off. So his friend is spraying his nipples with two cans of Axe body spray, and then the fucker leaned over and went, Bink! and flicked his nipples off his body. <laughs> Now, we're talking about the nipples, not the whole areola, right? <laughs> I'm assuming just the nipples. But <laughs> oh, if, shit. if they got cold enough for the nipples... Hey, Katina, let's try something. <laughs> Maybe you should try it on Sam first. Yeah, hey, Sam. After losing both nipples, the student said he went to his next class like nothing had happened. <laughs> I'm in German yeah, language class like just cool. sitting there. My nipples are now gone. I'm just chilling, and the people are like, your shirt is bleeding, the boy explained. Now, if his nipples got cold enough to be flicked off, wouldn't you assume the, the areola would get, like, frostbite and trench foot? Wouldn't that start to turn purple? Or do you think it no, just... No, because man. it was flash frozen. <sighs> I'm just thinking this guy survived the Tide Pod, and now he's after the fucking... I think he was... I don't think he was around for Tide Pod. I think he was too young. He's in high school now. Tide Pod was almost... That was when I worked in radio, and I worked in radio That's for six years. years and I was, well, as longer, because I've been out of radio for four years, and I worked in radio when that was going on. So that was closer to ten years ago, Just believe it or not. Here, six years I remember hearing about once I moved to this house. So. Yeah. Hmm. But if that kid's in high school, it means he's in elementary school, and I doubt he was personally eating Tide Pods. Well, it does look like candy to some kids. <laughs> um, Peaky Blinders is supposed to be coming out this coming month. I've got to catch up on Peaky Blinders. I didn't pull the clips from the show uh, made. Maybe we'll do that next week. Um, <laughs> I, I should have pulled the audio. I, I was out running before the show. So I'm watching uh, Undercover. Mm -hmm. It's a Dutch police show. Mm -hmm. And we're watching the um, overdubbed version, which is fine. Much like Squid Games. But here's what I don't get. Now, I know these are foreign language-based TV shows, and so they got to hire English-speaking actors to do the, the voiceover, right? Yeah, blah, yeah. But in normal movie productions, especially like your action movies, where they're filming on set, more often than not, that actor goes into post and re-records their dialogue in a recording studio, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you would hear all the background noise. Sometimes they're filmed with an overhead mic, but usually, if it's a real loud scene, 
they go back into the studio and overdub it, and it it sounds great and it looks right and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If that is standard protocol for a standard feature with quality high end actors, why does it seem whenever they do these English overdubs, and just think of the Squid Games and any other English over, why does it seem like the actors are fresh out of college? The excitement or whatever in their voice doesn't seem to actually coincide with the action. It just it's just it's off enough to bump you. No, it's not even it's it has nothing to do with the synchronization of the mouth and the lips. No, it's, no, no, no. I'm just talking about the tone. Yeah. And and, and yeah, it just, it's like it's, you're thinking, well, you're an actor or a voiceover actor, but if Tom Cruise goes into the recording studio after shooting a day of Mission Impossible 83,572, why is it that he can enunciate and put in the feeling of the action of that scene and it looks right and you don't get bumped, but you're a professional voiceover actor who's money. But these are high-end shows. This isn't like They're high-end shows, but they don't want to pay twice for the acting. They're going to pay they're going to pay a lower level voiceover guy to do the overdubs. I've not seen any big names on there. But if you're, their quality is just not as good. And then it goes back to my thought with the, even the translations off, right? Yeah, but I mean, if okay, well, let's say you're the producers of Squid Games, right? And you it, the the shit blew up on Netflix, and no, think about it. Squid Games, okay, it's in Korea, so they've got it overdubbed in English. They probably got it in French. They probably got it in Russian. They probably got it in Greek. Mm-hmm. You start adding all these countries. Well, to it. now that that's a international fucking powerhouse, if you do Squid Game season two. Do you pay a little extra money for a finer voiceover actor? Because how many people didn't make it through episode one because they couldn't handle the deadpan voiceover? And then it's probably Netflix paying for the overdubs. It's not the production company. But hypothetically, Netflix has more money than said production company. So why? I don't know. I I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to record some voiceover from Squid Games and Undercover and see if you can tell the difference of which one belongs to what show, and then maybe record something from a, a well, feature film. Well, if you film. do Squid Games, just don't do that chick, the crazy one. That one was the most annoying There's some annoying character. chicks on this, because, uh, you know, this is an undercover show where they go to this trailer park to find this drug kingpin, because unbeknownst to me, apparently most of the world's supplies of MDMA comes from fucking uh, Belgium. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. Coming in with the waffles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, and Carrie's like trying, Carrie couldn't handle it. Like after episode four, she's done. She just signed off just because the voiceover work was so bad. And, you know, it's just, it's like taking a high school voiceover actor to do your college film. It's just, essentially, it, it just doesn't line up. It's just like, Wow. There should be more exciting. You're getting a person who's probably trying to make their name themselves, getting themselves established, and this is one of their their first gigs, right? So, okay, here's what we're going to do, fellas. Tonight at midnight, the four of us are going to meet out here. In the alleyway? Yes, Steve, in the alleyway. Okay. And then you're going to go down there and pick up the MDMA. Am I going to take the car? It's just, it's like, come on. Uh, The the storyline's good. You can tell. And you know the actor, like the main guy who plays Fairy? Yes, that's his name. You know, he must be like some huge Belgium superstar because when you go to Netflix, he got his own spinoff show called Fairy, and it's his origin story. So, like, this show must be like the the Belgian equivalent of Sopranos and because of the fact that they did a spinoff. But it's like, 
I want to watch the rest of these episodes and maybe watch Fairy, but I can I handle the bad voiceover work? It's that right. painful. It's just it's like I I don't know. It's like why? Why not get a look? And and sometimes you're like, did they use the same actor for those two different background characters and just add a little accent? It's kind of like Don talking and Don talking like an old man. Yeah. Hello, hey kids, get off the lawn. I'm not on your lawn, you jerk. I don't care. Get off the lawn, or I'm gonna call the police. Call the cops, you old fuck. Yeah, something like that. You can just yeah. you can just kind of tell. But who knows? You ready for the news? Sure. Unless you got some more stuff on your list of shit. Nope. I've got news on my Joining list of shit. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Before we get into the news, let's just say this episode of the news is sponsored by, well, Digital 410 and Patreon. So please, if you want to support the channel, want to support the show, head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com. Click on that Patreon link. I have to say this. If you're on a mobile device such as a cell phone and or a tablet, just the way the website code works, and everything's reorganized. Scroll to the bottom until you see that orange icon. Click on it. Sign up. It's a dollar a month or three fifty a month or seven fifty a month, depending on how much you like us. If you do sign up for the seven fifty a month plan, you will get a free T-shirt after month two. And if for some reason you can't find it, just go to Patreon.com and type in Digital Four Ten under Creators, and you'll find us and um, support us that way. I'm not going to ask you to, go to TikTok. I hit my ten thousand subscribers. I'm actually at ten thousand one hundred. I am making some pennies Woo! now. But with that being said. I'm literally making pennies. So if you really want to help the channel, um, thanks to Facebook and the fact that we're suspended, please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. We need about 400 more people on there. So if we want to help us out, please like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And um, as always, you know, we got to make some new shirts. It's been a while, but we do have some shirts. We got the fail to, uh, we got the what's your head shirt. We got the suck it up buttercup shirt, the second amendment shirts and all that stuff. But we need to come up with some more t-shirt designs and push the shirts. But if you do want a shirt, use the promo code. I listen all capital letters. That'll save you 4%. I'm sorry, not 4%, but it'll basically give you free shipping. And uh, now back to you, Gordon. Coming in from London, but it's actually not about London. It's London not about Great Colin. Britain, but it's about Ireland. Irish police are investigating a claim that a dead man had been taken to the post office. There's your idea for a shirt. So dead men tells no tales, but he still mails postage? Is or that what you're telling me? postage. Oh. Police in Ireland are investigating reporters reports that a body of a dead man was brought to a post office and attempt to collect his pension. <laughs> Weakened it. Weakened it, boinies. <laughs> the Irish Times said a man who appeared to be in his 60s was dragged into post office Ireland in or the Florida. town of Carlo on Friday, propped up by two younger men. Oh, Jesus, this has got fucking comedy written all over it. And when questioned, poor guy and family, when questioned by staff, the two fled leaving behind the older man who was found to be dead. What Ireland's National Police people? Force, the Garda Shonka, I can't even speak Gaelic, I'm not even going to try, was... Uh, would not discuss the details of the case, but said the officers were investigating circumstances surrounding an unexplained death of an elderly male in the Carlo area. The force said an autopsy would be conducted to determine the cause of this man's death. According to the Irish Times, <laughs> one of the younger men had inquired about collecting someone's pension and was told that the recipient had to be present. 
Do you think the Irish Times was hatched? Do you think the Irish Times is as one-sided as the New York Times is? I don't know, but I'm beginning to think there may have been some whiskey and some involved in this one. You think? Uh, with the help of his a companion, he alleged. You know how people get wise ideas when they're at beer. He had allegedly returned with the dead man's body, according to the newspaper. Carlo Mayer Ken Murnane said the allegations had left townspeople in shock. It's just mind-boggling that anybody, that anyone can happen to do something like that. Well, that would imply that he either A, killed somebody or knew where a dead body was. Either way, it's, that's not something a normal person just knows about. No, yeah, Murnane said that it's beggar's belief. It's like a Hitchcock movie. Oh, where are we going? Oh, hey, you know what? I just so happened to uh, be driving for Irish Uber the other day, or Irish Uber Eats, and it turns out the delivery guy I was driving to was dead on his recliner. So I ate his uh, haggis and went about my day. That's Scottish. Shut up. Went about my day, <laughs> and so I know exactly where we can get a bloke to, to pull this caper. Sound about right. That's about right. Las Vegas. Actually, Henderson. The school, the the super bad, outdated gym from TikTok. Oh my God, I don't. That had to be in the. That had to be an LVAC that's still in the ghetto. The one that has not been updated. That thing so looked like 1990s with the the glass block wall and the 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 purple. Yeah, because all the LVACs have been updated and. Apparently not the one that is not a good look over for, off of for Jim. Maryland and whatever. I have not been there. I thought maybe that I'm was the that's the one. <sighs> There's been a mistaken identity case Uh-oh. here in the Las Vegas Valley. Not the Las Vegas I know. Oh, it's a pretty, pretty big mistake. A 25-year-old black man is suing two police agencies in Nevada after he was misidentified as a white ex-felon nearly twice his age. Hey, hold on. You can't... The cops can't win, you know? They're first they're told that they, they're racist and they intentionally hey, go Hey, we didn't black treat him like he's any special color. And so yeah. now they're just not even putting color into the equation. Well, or, or the age, apparently. Well, and to be, on, and be fair to Vegas, L.A. beat them to this punch years ago because remember when they had that, uh, that cop killer? Yep, and they're hunting down, and they had reports that he was like in a a uh, Ford F one fifty or a Ford fucking Ranger, and so the cops are looking, and they found like two Mexican cleaning ladies and a Toyota Tacoma, and they shot it up thirty seven times. <laughs> so not only did they not get the car right, the race or the sex of the person right, they shot up the Tacoma with the two Hispanic cleaning ladies in it and didn't even hit them one time. Hey, officer, I think I need to give you a vision test. Right. Shane Lee Brown claims civil rights law. Oh, yeah. By the way, when he is arrested, he is held for six days in jail. Oh, that's in fucking. two Las Vegas area jurisdictions. Not one, but two. That's right. Shane Lee Brown trial. claims civil rights violations, false imprisonment, Fuck yeah. ne- negligence, and other wrongful conduct by Las Vegas and Henderson police and their top officials and seek at least 50K in damages. I'm going over more, man. The civil lawsuit describes Shane O'Neill, now 51, as a white man with a bushy white beard who is taller than Shane Lee Brown. That's fucking hilarious. Shane Neil Brown was first convicted of a felony in 1994 and was sought on an arrest warrant issued in November of 2019 in Las Vegas, which accused him of being a felon in possession of a firearm. Shane Lee Brown, not Shane Neil Brown. See, their middle names are even different. Well, I was going to say, as soon as they saw the middle name of Lee, they should have known that 
it wasn't an African-American. So, this I mean, is why we have to have identifications, people who are against identifications. Shane Lee Brown was arrested in, on January 2020 during a traffic stop by Hendertucky police, and he was jailed at the city's lockup and then transferred to custody two days later to, they say Las Vegas police, but it's, uh, it's actually LVMPD, Las Vegas Metro. He remained in jail in Las Vegas until he appeared before a judge who ordered him freed. Do you think? His attorney God, I wish something like accused this police corrections officer of failing to do any due diligence, Would you take including an comparing photos, fingerprints, dates of birth, physical descriptions, or criminal identification number following his client's arrest. Yeah, this dude deserves money. Would you be serious? I mean, seriously, would you be willing to take a serious ass whooping by a cop, like maybe a cop having a bad day, mistaken identity, so a case where you're clearly innocent and you're... You know, you literally take an ass beating that's going to produce you a couple million dollars. Wouldn't you be willing to take that ass whooping? Just lay there and shut up. Like, I know my bank account's getting bigger with every kick. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, if, uh, if if I if I you know if I was pulled over and cop was having a bad day and I I followed protocol or I mistaken identity and I found myself face down taking an ass whooping, I would just lay there and shut up and just think. Every kick, that's an extra couple of thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. Take that ass whooping. Because, I mean, if you're clearly innocent and you know you're innocent, it'll come out in the wash. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, the Henderson Police and Las Vegas Police representatives have declined on a Friday to comment on the case. Yes, they Citing department policies about litigation. Well, we can't talk about ongoing cases, especially ones where we misidentify an African-American as a white man with the middle name Lee, which we should have known better because, after all, African-Americans are no better than the name, use the middle name of Lee, the name most commonly used in the South. <laughs> And I know because I live in Lee County. Absolutely. That was one thing. Marshfield. Bubba that was one thing. Bubba Love Sponge would do anytime they read a news story where the guy's middle name was Lee. They would just play the fucking doodly doodly because you just knew the guy was a fucking redneck. Coming in from the AP, Marshfield Mo, which I'm sure is plenty of rednecks. A Missouri man who pled guilty to stuffing his wife's body in a is freezer. Montana Ma? Because when I hear Mo, I think Montana. MT. MT. What the fuck's MA? Maryland? Massachusetts. Oh. I don't know my abbreviation. Maryland. Eh. Anyway, there's a Missouri man who pled guilty to stuffing his wife's body in a freezer. He evidently told her to cool off and she wouldn't listen. More than six years ago, has been sentenced to 25 years. What the fuck is wrong poking. with people? Larry Dinwiddie. 59 of Marshfield was sentenced Monday to pled guilty in November to second degree murder and death of Cynthia Dinwiddie, according to uh, KYTV. <laughs> the exchange for Ruby. his um, plea, prosecutors dropped the count of a Here on KYTV, our news is... Moist. Could be Kentucky. Um, but you're right. I'm sorry. Investigators had said that they found the body of his wife, Cynthia, locked in a freezer in an abandoned storage unit... In November 2019, her body had been there since 2015. Investigators said her death was a result of, from domestic violence. Dinwiddie admitted to killing his wife with a hammer during an argument. 
According to the court records, he will he never did report her missing. Yeah, Can we give this guy a little bit of credit for maintaining that storage unit cost for the last six years? I mean, that's at least fifty dollars. I'm hoping a month. there was at least a plug in there so it kept the smell down. <laughs> well, clearly it must have, or somebody would report it. Could but could you imagine being on that episode of Storage Wars? <laughs> yep. Ooh, I got myself a deep. Oh shit. And well, don't forget to pay the lady. We like firearms. Yeah, we do. Actually, before you before you go into the story, because uh, it's on the topic of what the fuck is wrong with people and murder, Carrie was watching uh, Investigation Discovery and was watching this episode and uh takes place in the 80s. And I don't know, I understand that the vagina is the most powerful product on the planet, but how strong does one's vagina have to be to convince not one, but two dudes to kill somebody and his girlfriend and drag him out into the Texas swamp and kill him. Now, I don't know, but it's, it's funny that you wiped your mouth after you made that statement. Here's the run of the story, though. You know how they got caught? Because mm-hmm. the official story was, oh, he was here to pick up his kids and him and his old lady assaulted me and I killed him in self-defense. Which in and of itself sounds hinky, but... Uh, the would-be murderer was dumb enough to lead the police because he thought, you know, his well-thought-out excuse was working to the place where he dumped the bodies. Because after all, after you self-defense kill two people, you commonly move the body and dump them in the swamp. Just so happened in 1978, um, the person that he killed, i.e. his wife's baby's daddy, had gone to a lawyer and said, hey, every time I got to pick up my kid, they come up with some bullshit excuse of why I can't have her. And then they call the police and say, I'm violent. I never am. To which apparently they didn't have the two party rule in Texas in 1978, to which his lawyer said, well, what you ought to do is strap a tape recorder yourself and record your interactions and prove to the police that you're not violent. Well, it just so happened that this young man did in fact strap a tape deck to his back and recorded his own murder. And they played the tape. The guy walks in the house. He's talking to his daughter. His ex-wife's holding his daughter. His girlfriend's out in his bitchin' Camaro. He's sitting on the couch talking to his daughter when the ex-wife's new beau came up from behind while the daughter's fucking sitting on the couch looking at dad and proceeds to club him in the back of the fucking head, which all this is caught on cassette tape. And they didn't realize there's cassette tape sticking to his back. Nope. And then they go outside, kill the, well, beat the uh, girlfriend in the bitch and Camaro mm. drag him out there, throw him in the back of the trunk of the bitch and Camaro proceed to drive him to the swamp. All the while you can hear him breathing on the tape. He dies in the trunk and it gets worse as they drag his ass out of the trunk of the bitch and Camaro. They discover his girlfriend's still alive. So on the tape, you can hear them taking a shotgun to her head. Oh fuck. What's wrong with so, people? Not only that, what not only is what's wrong with people, I can kind of maybe possibly understand the boyfriend of the ex-wife doing this, but his buddy was involved too. What the fuck was in it for him? I mean, it's one thing that the... the I think it's part of that mob rule. When people get involved in something crazy, it's like contagious. I don't know if this is one of those cases where he intimidated his dumber friend, his younger brother. They didn't get in that aspect, but it's like... Once again, it's insane to me that this guy would do this for Ugh. his girlfriend. But when the buddy gets involved and the buddy's the one actually shoots her in the back of the head with his his 20-gauge shotgun, 
It's just fucking insane. What the hell is wrong with people? And this is before the internet, so you can't blame it on the internet or video games because the only video game they were probably playing was Pong. But it's just insane. And the whole thing was caught on tape, and they, the FBI was able to, to basically put the tape on new tape, and, and they played the whole damn thing in, in court. But it's insane that the, the day the guy wears this tape cassette is the day they fucking club him in the back of the head and drag him out to the swamps. What the fuck's wrong with people? But anyhow, back to news. Speaking of what the fuck's wrong with people, and this doesn't help our argument for gun control, or not no gun control. Oh, that reminds me. Go ahead. I'll I'll bring this up with this story. Good call. Six have been charged with a bid to smuggle arsenal to Mexican drug cartel. Coming out of Los Angeles. Was his name Obama? Oh, no, they already did (laughs) that in uh, Fast and Furious. Never mind. Six men have been charged with plotting to smuggle assault weapons. Sporting rifles and hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition, including 50 caliber, they list armor piercing bullets to one of Mexico's most violent drug cartels, according to authorities on Monday. The alleged ringleader of the scheme, one Marco Antonio, hopefully, they're slap rounds Val- so they blow up Valencia, their 50 cals. <laughs> Valencia, 51 of Whittier, California, and three other men were arrested last week, while a fifth was in custody facing. Separate charges in North Kakalaki, Carolina, for those of you who don't know. And the sixth is believed to be in Mexico, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The men were accused of conspiracy to violate federal export laws by smuggling weapons into Mexico for the cartel Aloiso Nuevo Generacion. Several also faced smuggling money or laundering charges. The men used drug money to purchase the legally available weapons in Oregon and Nevada and ammunition from several states, sometimes ordering pallets of bullets for a delivery to a stash location located in Nevada. According to a statement of the U.S. Attorney's Office, the operation began in March 2020 and lasted about a year during which some of the items were sent to Mexico while authorities seized the others. Including Some the rifles. could explain the... that the gun laws worked in this case, because after all, they did catch and arrest them. They did, unfortunately. <laughs> 10,000 rounds of 50K, a 50 caliber uh, armor pissing incendiary. Maybe it all went to them around. I would say maybe he's uh, shooting a video in Mexico. <laughs> ammunition obtained in Arizona. How many quesadillas does it take to stop a 50 cal round from this Barrett? Let's find <laughs> out. Also, these are assault rifle parts, kits to assemble mini guns. Now, which... some of you in the comments said that if I put guacamole between each quesadilla, it will help. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, anyway, one of the guns is capable well, of Well, shit. Gun. It didn't stop this 22 long rifle. This is going to be a bad video. <laughs> Anyhow, let's proceed in shooting these 17,000 quesadillas smeared with guacamole with this 50 cal for absolutely no reason because, after all, the 22 long rifle Hornet did go through. <laughs> anyway, some trouble's going on. It's a guy out of Pahrump is also hung up into this deal. Uh, of course he It's is. funny. I tell you, though, that guy did a cut, made two thousand dollars just doing like that's a shot show, just doing a meet and greet. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Then he blew it gambling. Um, uh, Chris Webby once said, "If you have to pay for VIP, you're not that important." <laughs> and uh, then, uh, hold on, uh, on the topic of gun control, and maybe I, I, I consider myself a pretty uh, smart guy, wicked smart. 
kind of intelligent and witty. I usually understand a bumper sticker or three. So I was in public the other day, and I parked behind a guy. had these homemade-looking stickers. They're basically white square stickers, kind of like the cheap boxes that just say milk on them or cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just white bumper stickers with black font. One of them said, fuck Joe Biden. Okay, whatever. One of them said Trump. But then he had one that said, and I, I honestly don't get this. I don't know what his thought process was. I don't know what the angle is. I don't know where the irony is. And so maybe you can enlighten me. It said, want gun control? Question mark. Arm the poor people. What? Exactly. It's like, where, what's the angle? What's the insinuation? What's the irony? What's the F you to government? What's the, it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. That's why I think it had been homemade because you wouldn't sell very many of those because they don't mean it. It doesn't make sense. It said, want gun control, question mark, arm the poor people. That's strange. It, it makes, I don't even see what sort of leap or bridge you can try to create in a gun control argument or an anti-gun control argument. My brain broke trying to think about that. I, I don't get it. I'm dumbfounded by it. I'm so dumbfounded I wrote it down on my list of shit. And then you just sparked my memory. But So if you guys are smarter than we are, comment in the YouTube video or send us an email at info at d-410.com or send us a message in our um, messages on Facebook. If you can crack the code behind the bumper sticker of want gun control, question mark, arm the poor people, please let us know because... I got it. Okay. Because the poor people are downtrodden, and the only way you're going to be able to get gun control is you arm these people who may possibly be criminals and looked down upon, and therefore you can get it pushed through. One can make the argument... That is a stretch. No, one can make the argument that that's already what they're doing with high taxes on ammunition. Yeah, exactly. Because a gun can't go poo without ammunition, and much like cigarettes, uh, a good portion of that price of the ammunition over the counter is taxes and not actual You, you want a suppressor? All you got to do is pay the federal government $200 and pass a background check. You want a fully automatic rifle? All you need is a background check, a Class Three federal firearms license, and about $15,000. So basically, gun control is already aimed at the poor people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's kooky. That's it for news. Ain't this a handsome puppy? Ain't she pretty? Yep. She's blending into the background. That is it for news. And now, breaking Breaking news. news. That is in the news. This concludes the evening news. And now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. So, remember about, oh, I don't know, two months ago when... um, Nugget's phone got broken <laughs> through acts now, of frustration. Now, that was not by Nugget either, was it? No, it wasn't. It was through acts of frustration the phone got broken. Okay. And at the time, I had my LG, LQ, ThinQ, whatever. The one they stopped making because LG is now making Your chips. LG Thin Mint phone? Yeah, the, the ThinQ5 or whatever. The one that they stopped making because they went on to make chips for electric cars. Mm-hmm. And so I... I'm like, she don't need a new phone because we're constantly taking it away from her because anytime she's doing things she shouldn't be doing, it's because of her damn phone or Xbox. 
So I thought, well, instead of getting her a new phone, I'll get myself a new phone and then give her my old phone. Mm-hmm. My old phone that has survived many trips on a kayak, um, many trips in my pocket while going up and down ladders, being sat on by my fat ass. I've never cracked a screen on an Android device ever. I've Just only, give it to a teenager. I've killed one or t- two of them through shock. Um, back, remember when they made the katana? Mm-hmm. I actually had a katana in my pocket, and I hit the banister on a wheelchair ramp, and the shock killed it. So I've mm. killed a phone through shock, but never cracked a scream. So Carrie calls me today after I got off the phone with her, and after Life360 notifies me that Sarianna got home from school. And I said, okay, what are we fighting about? <laughs> Sarianna broke her phone, i.e. my phone, that I'm still paying off. Now, how would you assume that a 15-year-old breaks a phone, Gordon? A myriad of ways. Cracks the screen. Now, not cracks it in the way that you can still use it and possibly cut your finger, but cracks it in more like a laptop where you have three lines of color, a broken glass, and a black screen. But it does... No. Sat on it? No. She thought it would be a good idea to ride her bike to school while watching TikToks. For those of you playing along at home, Cape Coral is the 10th most dangerous city for pedestrians in the entire fucking country because we don't have sidewalks and or streetlights. To be fair, you're riding a bike, you're not a pedestrian. Luckily, we'll tell that to the kid on the bike that the sheriff ran over four fucking years ago because it was dark and there's no street lamps. Eh, okay. Tell that to the kid who was sitting on the edge of the street because we have no sidewalks, and the only no. other option is to sit in the field with the fire ants who was hit and run and killed right out the side of my friend James's house that preceded all the picnic benches being dropped off that no one up kept on, and now they're fo- breaking down in the sun because no one wanted to spend the money to lacquer them after buying them from Lowe's for $100. Remember when we lived on Spring Hill Road? Mm-hmm. And I worked at RPS slash FedEx. Mm-hmm. I was pulled over for riding my bike with no lights on the way mm-hmm. there. And they were nice enough to take me the rest of the way. Um, interestingly enough, I, I often tell people that Cape Coral is like Grove City. Or Grove City is like Cape Coral minus the 500 miles worth of canals or 900 miles. And back when K- Grove City was a newly developing city, they knew that they couldn't afford street lamps on every street. You know how they resolve this problem, Gordon? Of course you do because you live there too. Do you remember how they resolved this issue? I may have moved by then. No, because you lived in a house in Meadowgrove. You probably just didn't pay attention. Oh, the little lamp. How they resolved this issue is they required every house on the street to have a yard lamp within 10 feet of the sidewalk that had a a solar uh, eye on it that would activate at night. Mm -hmm. Now, it worked in Ohio because they kind of had that feeling of 17th century European lamps. Wouldn't look quite so good in Florida, but we could come up with an alternative. But anyhow, back to the lesson at hand. Luckily, she rides her bike at 9.30, but next year during high school, she'll be out there even early in the morning because, well, we have school choice, and that means the kids have to go to sit at the bus stop earlier. But anywho, she thought it was a good idea to ride her bike down the street, which she's not very good at doing anyhow. She claimed she was watching TikTok. I think she was texting somebody she wasn't supposed to be texting and henceforth moving the finger and then calls whoopsie-daisy and breaking the screen. Guess who's not buying her a new fucking phone? This guy. 
because the phone works well enough that Life360 still notified me when she got home. So I promptly told her, because the only reason we want her to have a cell phone is because she does ride her bike to school. And we like the fact that we can see that she made it to school. And it'll tell on us when she oversleeps and gets to school late. And we can also see when she's on her way home. So I told her to go ahead and charge that some bitch up and put it in her backpack tomorrow. And I told Carrie, if it does die, we'll just get her a fucking air tag that they sell at Petco that you put on your dogs and cats. That I'm not buying her new phone. I will. I will. See if I can get a replacement screen that she'll pay for with the $50 gift certificate Visa card that she got for Christmas. But I'm I'm done. It's like, you know, she knows that when she's on her way to school, that shit's supposed to be in her book bag anyhow because they're not allowed to use them at school. So put it in your book bag. Furthermore, why are you riding? A, you're already on a bike with a backpack that weighs 48 pounds. She has her lunch pail hung over one of the handlebars. So she's already semi-compromised riding with one hand. And now you decide to it's a good idea to hold your phone at the same time and break it. No, mm. I'm good. Or I'll get her a burner phone from Walmart. I'm not buying another $1,000 goddamn phone. Here's a jitterbug. But it's just like, are you, are you, it's like, are you kidding me? So, yeah. So I might try to replace the screen on it. And if I can't, then I'll just, if the thing dies, I'll just get her an, an air tag like you get for your dog. When did it, when did Apple buy that company out? I don't know. Because. If you guys go on the YouTube channel way back, there's a video of Stan. He bought the original AirTag before Apple bought him. And we put it on his keychain, and we hit it in the Beasley Broadcasting building, and then he pulled out his phone to see if the thing actually worked. So Apple actually did not invent the AirTag. They just bought out the company who did and put their name on it. So if you guys want to email me, tell me I'm a bad parent, please do at info at d-410.com or send us a message. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. And uh, thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 